welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there, welcome to the show. I am so excited that you are here today because today, this is a fun episode. At least I think it's fun. You get to eavesdrop on a conversation between one of my very, very best friends as we talk all about holidays and the kind of stress that holidays cause for moms and what we do about it. So although this episode is really very conversational and almost like a a peek behind the curtains, I love hearing from other moms. I love hearing other people's perspective on different things. And that's what this episode's all about. But in true fashion of what we're all about here at Your Life Rocks and redefining balance for working moms, there are some real tactical things that you can really take for yourself as you start to approach the holidays in a renewed mindset. Now, the other cool thing about this episode is that it is a simulcast, meaning you can hear it here on Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast or over on my guest podcast called Mom Inspired. Now, my guest this episode is not anyone new to the show. Her name is Amber Sandberg. And like I just said, she is the host of the Mom Inspired podcast. She's always my go-to person whenever we talk about friendships or about fun things like travel. She is all about it. And we have a very special episode coming up in the new year as well that's totally different than anything we've ever done before. So I can't wait to introduce that to you. But in the meantime, I hope that you enjoy my conversation with her. I hope that you're able to take some really gold nuggets from it. And more than anything, I hope that this conversation really gives you some grace. You know, both Amber and I are coming from a rather crazy season in our lives, and we're both really looking for ways that we can keep the holiday simple and still magical for our families and for ourselves. And that's exactly what we're talking about with you today. Now, one of the things that we mentioned in this episode is some great resources that both Amber and I have put together for you. And those resources, are a great, fun little thing called Holiday Sanity. It's a course to help you plan a very simple but yet amazing holiday for yourself. And you can take the course absolutely for free and get all of the goodies that go along with it inside of the free app called Your Life Rocks. You can go into your app store even while you're listening to this right now and download the app. And in there, you'll have access to the Holiday Sanity course under the courses section, of course, as well as a lot of other resources. Amber is actually going to be featured in the November Lifestyle Guide. So make sure that you check that out under Friends and Fun. Without further ado, let's get into my interview, or should I say my conversation with my dear friend, Amber. Amber, I am so excited that we are doing our podcast together, two in one. I can't think of anything better than that. I know. I'm super excited. I've been waiting for this moment for you and I to do this together. (laughs) It's going to be a fun conversation. Now, for our listeners out there, maybe they've heard us talk together before. Maybe they have not. So let's share with them a little bit more about who we are and why we are doing this together. Yeah. So if you're listening on Jenny's show, Your Life Rocks, I am Amber Sandberg, and I am the host of the Mom Inspired Show. And Jenny has been on my show a couple times, and I've been on her show a couple times. So you guys might have heard us together at some point. Um, But we thought it would be fun to just talk about the holidays. And, you know, 
trying to make it special, especially being a mom and how there's a lot of pressure and stuff like that. And her and I talk about these kind of things all the time because we're friends and we thought, you know what, let's really just bring this to the podcast because we thought there's some of you that probably really need to hear this and so that you don't feel alone in this journey. Absolutely. Because I do think that there are so many aspects of being a mom that it's easy to feel alone and it's easy to just get like a glimpse of what other people are doing or thinking. And then you're trying to put it all together yourself. I know a lot of my audience are working moms. And so they're trying to balance a lot of other things. And it tends to be really busy this time of year at work because it's like fourth quarter stuff and trying to end the year strong in that way. But we also still want to make it an amazing holiday. And both you and I, Amber, we've had quite the years personally. And Mm -hmm. so I know we're both like really looking to keep things as simple as possible. But I also don't want to lose the opportunity to make it as amazing as possible for my kids because this is the only Christmas that they will ever be 10 and 14. Right. Which blows my mind. Yes. I know. Which is a whole nother conversation. (laughs) (laughs) And we've had that conversation before, but I think that that is such an important thing to bring into this conversation Mm -hmm. because this is one of the reasons why, and I want to ask you in a second, why you feel like we as moms sometimes make the holidays extra complicated, but I think we put on this so much pressure of it is the only Christmas my kids are going to be 10 and 14 and I don't want to blow it. But at the same time, like I am human and I have limits and I have experienced what those limits are recently and it's not fun. So why do you think as moms, we make the holidays so complicated? Well, like you said, I think we put so much pressure on ourselves. And I think, you know, even um, as an example, without going into so much detail, and you know the story, but, um, you know, last year during the holidays, um, there was just kind of a little bit of a little fiasco. And uh, I think when I can pinpoint it back to why it got to where it was, um, is because I put so much pressure onto making it special. And I do feel like, it falls so much on the mom. And I'm not saying that the dads don't care or whatever, but like when I would tell the story and kind of like what happened and how it unfolded, if I was telling a mother, they were all like, oh yeah, I understand. Shaking their head kind of like, "Mm -hmm, I know. Totally get it. Yeah, they totally get it. They know like it's all falling on to you to make it special and putting it together and making it feel magical and all these things. And the The guys, you know, they want that, but they're not caring about it at the level usually as a mom. So I think when things kind of go sideways, it's like, oh man, I kind of let them down or you feel kind of like you failed. And so I think that's, that's why there's so much pressure, but at the same time, it can ruin things because you're trying to put so much pressure on it that you completely lose like the big picture of what you're even celebrating or that it's you know, all about family and stuff like that. And, and kind of like what you're saying, your kids are going to be young for so long and then they'll be gone. So you really are trying to make it so special and fun and all that kind of stuff. And if you're trying to watch your money too, I mean, you may not oh be gosh. giving them like really big things. So there might be some things that you're really like, this is really special. And then if that doesn't go the way you hope, you really feel like, wow, like, this is really a letdown and and stuff like that. So I, I think there's just many levels and many reasons why as a mom, it can feel like there's so much pressure and, um, and I get it. But I think too, I think we really have to be careful on that because it can just, I don't know, it can just make things really sad and, um, and the opposite of what you're looking for. Exactly. And I think that that is the biggest fear is that when it starts to create the opposite of what your intention was, then it's like, oh my gosh, I did all this effort and then it blew up in my face. 
But one of the things I wanted to chat with you too about, you know, when you think about as moms, why we put so much pressure on ourselves to make it special. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, when I was growing up, my mom did a lot of things to make it special, but this is like back before there was social media or anything for her to kind of share or compare with other moms and what they're doing. And nowadays there's like apps that you can take pictures and make Santa Claus appear, you know, next to the tree. And I don't even can, know that. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's like so many things wow. that you yeah. can do. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like the fake snow prints to make it like oh, look yeah. like someone was there. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many things that when... I was growing up. I mean, even you think about like the Christmas movies we watch, the Christmas movies I grew up watching were more real. They weren't like the Hallmark, Mm -hmm. you know, fake snow. Everything's beautiful. Everyone looks beautiful. You know, you're not even cold when you're standing in the snow. Yeah, because it's really California. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They filmed it in like July in Miami or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's this the whole different aspect I think that we're dealing with where it's almost like an altered reality that we're trying to create. Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, you know, I did an episode um, last week and we had talked about loneliness and how technology and social media is really causing a lot of that because you're seeing the highlights of everyone's lives. And so and then when you add in like Pinterest and all that, which is such a wonderful tool, it can really make you feel like you kind of suck. And that's kind of where this all stemmed from a little bit of you and I talking because I had a conversation. I had been gone out of town um, to go see my parents. And so, you know, October's just flying by. And Skyla says to me, my oldest, um, she's eight, our house is so boring. Uh, We haven't even decorated for Halloween. And I'm just thinking to myself, (laughs) I can't even care about that right now. And I realized like, yeah, it is. it does look a little boring. I've been gone. I've been trying to help my parents and seeing my family. And so I was trying to get ready to leave for that trip. And then I was gone. And then I come back and we all know reentry can be rough. And so, I mean, right there, that kind of eats almost up three weeks. So it kind of you know, just fell through the cracks and I felt really bad for her. But at the same time, there's just things that I think you have to decide. I think um, John Acuff says this in one of his books, and I can't remember which one, but he that you have to decide which things you aren't going to be like really amazing at or you can care about. Like you have to kind of let it go. And um, but it's still, I think as a mom that it kind of like, oh, Like you kind of wish you could be good at everything, but then really you kind of are torturing yourself. So um, that's kind of where, you know, we're like, man, we really need to talk about all of this. And, and, you know, it's all because, you know, I'm dropping the ball and not decorating the house. (laughs) (laughs) And this is exactly it, is we had this discussion on how do we still not feel bad about about not doing all of the things, but not kill ourselves by trying to do all of the things. And it's just such a conundrum that we find ourselves in. And I said, this is something we should talk about on the podcast. And Amber mm-hmm. was like, but we don't have the answer. And I don't think we're supposed <laughs> to have the answer. I, I honestly don't. And I think that, you know, everyone listening out there probably is faced with the same thing of, of these expectations that we've put on ourselves or society, we feel like is kind of reflecting onto us. And it feels impossible to live up to it in any part of the year. But I feel like Christmas is extra amplified. And I really just want to talk about it in a way that gives grace to everyone. But hopefully we can all, ourselves included, Amber, Mm -hmm. come away from this conversation with some kind of an action plan on even just how we're mentally approaching it, even if it's not our to-do list or what we're going to be doing this holiday season to simplify things or just made it, make it fit where we are. Yeah. Um, but really being able to approach it with that mindset, which is yeah. easier said than done. Right. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. 
Yeah. And one thing that I was thinking about too, when you were talking is that, you know, I don't know if you've noticed this, but around here, like people, like we didn't used to decorate for Halloween. Like it is today. Like people have purple lights. People have decorations on their front lawn. I mean, it feels like Christmas. And so I'm, I'm not sure when that all turned. And so I think when you keep adding and obviously, you know, all the companies that sell that stuff want you to feel like you need to have it and, and, and make you feel like, oh, you're not like feeling festive and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, just driving, I was at a friend's last night and I noticed, oh, some of these houses look so cute with their purple lights and all their stuff. And I'm thinking, I don't even think this was a thing five years ago. Like, I don't, I don't think people had Halloween, you know, like the projector, you can have the projectors that are going like there's bats or skeleton faces. I don't even know. Um, I don't think that existed five years ago. So you have Pinterest, you have all this stuff that it just keeps adding on and upping the game to being like, okay, let's, Let's get this and not even just for the fact of like it being cute and fun, but then you're also have to decide, do I want to be consuming all of this? Do I want to be storing all this? So there's a part of me and we may jump into this more, but like the simple life. Well, it's hard to do that if you keep buying all this stuff for every single thing so that you can keep decorating everything. So I think in the end, you really have to decide what your top priorities are. And if it kind of lines up with it, then I say, cool, go for it. But if it kind of is going against what you're really wanting, I think it might be okay to be like, you know what, like, this is not where I'm going to be like, yeah, I have the best of the, you know, Halloween decorations and, you know, Thanksgiving decorations and all that kind of stuff. And just know that, you know what, you're probably doing something different that someone else isn't doing. Exactly. And, you know, it's interesting that you brought that up because I, I grew up not as a Christian and not in a Christian home. And so we did decorate for Halloween, like, all out. I mean, my, my mom had a huge Halloween party every single year Mm. and it was like a big, big deal. All of the Halloween decorations, but we didn't decorate for Thanksgiving. Like, I think you even asked me the other day what we were doing for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know, probably cooking. (laughs) Like it just doesn't (laughs) feel like that big of a holiday Uh to me. But I think that that's to your point, it's, it's very different for everybody. And I think so much of it depends on where you live and who you are Mm -hmm. surrounding yourself with and really what you value as a person, because I mean, you're on the other side of the country than I'm on. And here, there's a lot of people who decorate their houses, but not probably as much mm. as there. Maybe. It's, yeah. a, it's a different culture, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. Right. And so and I think too, people just like how much do they like decorating their house and, and doing those kind of things uh, also plays a role, you know, or you may like the idea of it. But maybe again, I want to go back to this. Maybe your budget doesn't allow for you really to do that. And you have to decide do I really want to pay for decorations or do I want, you know, this money to go out, uh, go towards a meal during Thanksgiving break when we're off that whole week? You know what I mean? So I think that's, that's where you have to really weigh your options of like, where do you want it to go? The money. Okay. And your time. And that's where you have to really think about what goals are you trying to go towards? And so some people really like the aesthetic of having a beautifully decorated home. Now, if we all could have that and there was no money and somebody just came in and did it, of course, I think we would always say, yes, let's just do that. Cause we all would want our houses to be really beautiful. But when it starts taking up your time and your money, then you really kind of have to decide. I don't know if this is the top priority. And I think that that brings up an excellent point of just really being intentional. You know, when we talked about 
um, earlier on how it would be great if we could all just leave this conversation with some clarity mentally on where we want to be going as we're approaching into the holiday season. And I think that that's exactly it is getting really clear on what your intentions are and committing to them because you know, you know me, like the thing that drives me crazy when things are wishy-washy, when something's undecided Mm -hmm. or feels like it's up in the air, like that's when I just feel like I'm losing my mind and going insane. And I think that that's sometimes where some of the pain or the regret comes from the holiday is when we approach it kind of wishy-washy. Like we, we, without like a clarity of this is what matters to me, this is what's important to me. And then we can't do all the things. And then we're in the mix of it. And we're like, oh, oh I'm feeling pulled on, maybe I should just go and buy the stuff and put it on credit card. And because we don't really know, we're not clear on, does mm-hmm. it really matter to me? Is this really what I want? Or is it not really matter that much? Right. Yeah. And just thinking about that, Made me think too about we had this conversation before um, talking about what we wanted to talk about. And it's not even just about us, it's about our spouse too. So even if yes. you're like, yeah, I'm like going full forward. So, for example, going back to Skyla saying, I want our house to look fun and blah, blah, blah. Well, I kind of would be like, yeah, you know, I do too. But then my husband is like, well, I don't really want to be storing all the stuff. We don't have basements here. And so our garage is kind of full. And then we don't want to keep throwing things in the attic because that's where all our Christmas stuff is. And so, and our attic is up in the ceiling with a ladder. So it's not easy to get through. So then you have to really decide, do you want to be adding more stuff and storing it? Okay. And then, and also he's just like, and I don't really know if I want to be decorating a ton for Halloween. Like, you know, that's not a big thing for him kind of talking about the Christianity aspect of it. Um, Not that we don't do Halloween and there are people who don't do Halloween at all, but he's just like, I don't really know if that's what I want to do, you know? And so, so even if I was full on, I then have to look over at Todd and go, okay, so do we want to be storing this? Do you, we want to be spending the money? Do you even want to be having this kind of display of big spiders and cobwebs everywhere. I don't know. And so, um, and, and so you have to realize that you have to compromise. So it, and so on top of that, it's not even just about yourself. It's like, you're having to figure this out with another person, which can make things super challenging. And again, this is where it goes back to what are your main priorities? So I'm going to use an example for me. So I'm a travel agent. And if you've heard me talk on Jenny's show, and if you know, if you listen to my show, you know that I love travel. But um, so if I have to decide what am I going to push Todd on, like with money and time, it's going to be travel. Like I'm not going to go toe to toe with him on Halloween decorations. Like that's just not where I'm going to spend my energy. So for me, it's like going on family trips and vacations and stuff like that. So again, I think if you can figure out what your main priorities are, and if they line up with it, then I think you know if you should be pushing or kind of just being like, you know, I'm kind of at peace that I'm going to have to let this one go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's so important just to kind of stay true to what your goals have been all year long, because they really shouldn't change that much. Like that you're your values, your guiding compass, the things that you have as like your set goals for what you want to accomplish financially, you know, in your marriage, like with your family, your kids, all of that necessarily shouldn't change just because it's November, December timeframe, right? So I think can like once you have that figured out and then really staying consistent to it, I think is important. And I know for me, and I tend to be a little bit more all or nothing, and I'm working on that, trying to find more of a middle ground. But I think too, you know, it's, it's easy to go all in to Christmas and it's hard to kind of pull back and find that middle ground. And so it might be, you know, whether it's the Thanksgiving or Christmas doing something that's almost non-traditional, like Mm -hmm. I know you, you talk a lot about travel and I know you're helping some of your, your clients 
do special travel around the holidays. And so I think that that's a great option too, to kind of think about, like if it's too hard for you to find that middle ground, maybe keep it simple by doing something that's completely non-traditional. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, here's the thing is it's like you have to decide. So I'm all over the place with this because my mind's going like a million miles a minute. But so for me, I don't have family here. So um, it's, it's not like, oh, I have all this family coming over or, and then maybe this year we're not going to go back to Michigan and stuff to see our family because we were just there and all that kind of stuff. So then I have to decide, okay, so it already isn't traditional, like in the sense of I'm going to my parents or I'm going to my in-laws or we're going to my sisters and, you know, we're going to do that traditional feeling. So I feel like if you're already kind of out of that realm a little bit to kind of think about, what do you want to do? And and so if you don't want to be doing all the stuff in your house, and maybe you do want to get away for a weekend or go do something fun and stuff like that. And I realize not everybody has a huge budget for that. And it, get, it can get really expensive to travel around that time. Um, so, you know, take road trips and stuff like that. Go somewhere that you think is fun. There is a big uh, hotel um, here and they have a new water park. And I've heard a lot of people say, you know what, we're going to do one night there, kind of make it a staycation. So even something like that is so fun. And I think it leaves the kids with really great memories, probably more than them remembering, you know, a toy they got or decoration that they've seen. Or a turkey for Thanksgiving. Or a turkey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But as we were talking, it did kind of remind me, you know, because you and I are both in a similar situation where, I mean, I've got a, some family around here, but it's not like maybe when the kids were younger or before we even had kids where it was like, well, okay, well, we have to spend part of the day here and then we have to move to this household and kind of make the rounds and, you know, go to grandma's house the night before, you know, whatever. And I'm realizing that some people listening to this might not have control over how they are spending their holiday because it might already be dictated by we spend Christmas Eve at grandma's house and then Christmas morning, we're going to do it at our place, but then we have to go to the in-laws and then we have, you know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, as we're, we're talking about keeping things simple and, and thinking through those things and kind of what you were saying before, Amber, like we can say, this is my intention and this is what I want, but we are also married to someone who has a say over how mm-hmm. we're spending our money and our yep. time. But it also kind of extends over to extended family. And I've never had that probably to the extent that maybe you did when you were in Michigan. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, But what do you think about that? What do you, what would you say for someone who's like, I want to keep it simple or I want to do things a little bit different, but I just don't really have the say in it because family kind of dictates what we're doing. I think that you have to decide with your spouse. So here again, right? Like you could really be like, Hey, I want to be a wild card and go off totally down a different path and your spouse could be like, no, I kind of really want to do the more traditional. So that is where it becomes challenging if you guys are not lining up on the same page. But I do want to challenge people that just because you've done things a certain way every year doesn't mean that you need to keep doing it. I mean, this is the only time you have with your children when they're young. So, and I, I say this, that There are people who probably really love going back home and doing all that. I say that's awesome. I'm only talking to the people who kind of really are like, I feel forced or I feel like I'm obligated to do it. Yeah. 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 And so um, because it can be a lot of fun to go back. But I also know that a lot of people are just like, oh, my gosh, it costs so much money to go back. And it's a lot of work. And I don't even know. It's not even that fun. I would just challenge you to think differently and, and to maybe 
do something different. And maybe you don't do it with Christmas. Maybe Christmas is a big thing for you and you do it for Thanksgiving or you are like, you know what? I really don't like packing up and being gone for Christmas. Like that is one thing that Todd and I have done is we are always home for Christmas. And so we're not at someone else's house. Now, again, I say this, some of you might be like, I absolutely love being at my mom's house for Christmas and she does it up. Yeah. If you have a mom like that, I think that sounds awesome. You know, um, and if it makes it feel special, but if you're kind of like getting resentful because you're having to pack up all the gifts and having to lug it all the way to who knows where, and you're like, we're not even in our own house. And it's like, we have three kids and it's so much work. Then I say, maybe you consider actually being home on Christmas in Christmas, you know, Christmas morning, Christmas Eve, and then maybe you fly out or drive out the next day. So you're still seeing them during that season, but you're getting to just enjoy being home. And that is something that I think I hear more often is that people are leaving even though, and, and, I guess I want to say that sometimes I'm surprised how much people don't stay at their own house, even with children, for Christmas. So then I'm like, wow, so your kids have never have experienced Christmas at your house. And so, and again, some people don't care about that. So that's kind of where if you're listening to me and you can hear, that is obviously an important thing to me for whatever reason. I do like that. I like the girls coming down. It's it's their house. It's Christmas. It's, I don't know, it's familiar. Some people don't even care about that. And I think that's where you have to really know what do you really hear about? Some people are like, I'd rather be in the Caribbean. I don't know. For me, I'm not quite sure if I'd want to be in the Caribbean for Christmas. I, again, because it's kind of like, oh, I like is the Christmas tree and all that kind of stuff. I would like to go the day after. And so, but, but that's where you have to really know, like, what is your personality? Um, what do you want for your kids? And when your kids look back, what, what kind of image and, you know, memories do you want them to have? And I think that's kind of how you have to start structuring it. Yeah. And as you were talking, I was just thinking, you know, about traditions because so much of it is tied to traditions. And I love that you kind of give us all permission, <laughs> myself included, to yep. reexamine those traditions and say, do are those working for me? Is that really like a tradition that matters to me? Does it kind of fulfill what I want my life to represent and be about? And really mm -hmm. for my kids, even as they're looking back, because sometimes those traditions guide the memories and those memories kind of can overshadow the entire childhood or the entire, like they could say Christmas was amazing because of this one tradition, or they could be like, Christmas was horrible because I remember my mom always being so stressed about having to pack everything up and mm -hmm. to go to grandma's, right. and, you know, it, it might be great at grandma's, but if they, all they remember is your emotion around it, mm -hmm. then that's not going to be a great memory for them either. Right. And a couple years ago, I did a show uh, with a guest all about holiday traditions and mm -hmm. how to kind of craft them for yourself so that you are kind of seeding that, those right memories mm. that you want to have and using those traditions to kind of guide your values um, as you're raising your kids. And one of the traditions that we have done as a family, and, you know, whenever I tell this to some people, they don't quite, they think it might be kind of weird, but we do the complete opposite of what you were just describing. When we do Christmas, we, my husband and I, we decided mm -hmm. years ago after taking the kids away to other people, we do not go on Christmas day. If someone wants to do Christmas with us, they're more than welcome to join us, but they have to understand we are not getting dressed. We right. are not cooking a big meal. We mm -hmm. are in pajamas all day long. We are watching movies, playing video games, playing with the new things that we got for Christmas, reading, just spending time together. But if you want to come over, don't expect to be fed. Like you'll, we'll have leftovers. I always make a huge meal for Christmas Eve. 
And that's what we munch on mm. all day yeah. long on Christmas Day in our yep. pajamas. Right. And if that's not cool with you, then maybe you don't want to come over on Christmas Day. But that's one of the family traditions that we have. And I think it serves our family mm-hmm. well. I mean, my kids might remember a lazy day Christmas, but it's we're all together. But I There's like no that. Separation. I feel like that kind of feels like the Sabbath. You know what I mean? And here we are celebrating Jesus. And so and not to say that everybody that's kind of hustling and bustling is not, but like to to not have shame on yourself that you're like, well, if you come over, you're going to have to eat leftovers from just, you know, last night. And so, um, <laughs> you know, we are in our you pajamas you're too. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, but you'll need to feed yourself because we're not getting off yeah. our video game consoles. And exactly. so, <laughs> yeah. And so that's what I mean. And, and like the, the different personality types and all that kind of stuff. And so I do think, you know, it's, it's such a big deal to figure out what that, is. And then I think as your kids get older, I think it's really good to ask them what they would like. And also, do they want tradition? Because some people, some kids do want tradition. And then they're like, oh, we don't have tradition. And that kind of bugs me. And then some kids are like, I don't even care about that. And so then you can at least know like, well, I am trying to do what one of them wants and stuff like that. And not just be like, well, I kind of hoped that this is what you want. Kind of like what you're saying about being stressed out. So the end result is, right, like you're going to your mother's house. Let's just use that as an example. But you're completely stressed out, like you're whacked out as a mother, yelling at everybody. I mean, they're going to be like, wow, this is what this means going to grandma's house. Well, maybe. So either if you can't stop stressing out and being crazy, then maybe you have to think about like, is this really worth going to grandma's? You know what I mean? Because that's really they're not really thinking about the fun part of it. Maybe they're just thinking about how you go psycho. And so, I mean, (laughs) so, but it might look pretty on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think, you know, these are all things to really consider. And obviously we're right around the corner from holidays. So I'm not saying like to just like call up your in-laws and say, you know what, I'm staying home and doing Jenny style and, and just staying in my pajamas. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, yeah, you may, if you already have that planned, maybe you leave it, but think, start thinking this year about next year. And also too, while you're in it, whatever you're doing this year, really think about, is this what we really like? Is this what we want to keep doing? And then if it's not, then I would really start thinking about what do you want it to look like for next year? Yeah, I think that that's so good. And, you know, as you were talking about like the kids, I was like, oh my gosh, there's other people to consider on what they want to have for their Mm -hmm. holidays. We talked about spouses and extended families, but there's also your kids. Because I like to think we as a family have some pretty great traditions. But I remember it was like a year ago, my younger son, now he's the one who likes to compare to other people. Like he's very much about keeping up with everyone else. My older son could care less, but he, my younger one is very much concerned. And they were talking about family traditions at school and he just drew a blank and couldn't think of any So then he came home all sad and he's like, we don't have any family traditions. I was like, what are you even talking about? And he started like talking about all of the other kids in his class and the traditions they have. And I had to remind him. And then I was like, oh, are our traditions not like grand enough? Do we not like our pajama day on Christmas day? I know that's not like super spectacular, but like, is that tradition not good enough? And so I think sometimes we as moms can no matter what it looks like, mm-hmm. get ourselves into that trap of like, is this good enough? Yeah. Is this right? Is this, does it, do the pictures look good? Do, am I happy enough? Are the kids happy enough? Do they love their gifts enough? You know, all of those things where that whole enough conversation comes into it too. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, 
I plus two, like depending on what child you're asking, their personality may just be like, I don't remember like what the tradition is too. And then it could sound like you could do completely nothing. I mean, I could think about like, um, I don't know if my girls would actually be able to pinpoint the traditions. And so even that you're kind of like, okay, so I need to like really like tell you, this is our tradition and now you need to remember it. (laughs) (laughs) But to that point, like I remember we had this, oh, when did we have this conversation and how did it come up? But I remember we were talking, maybe it was something about the Enneagram, Mm. but there are certain numbers that like, it's never going to be enough. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so you could have that personality. Your kids could have that personality. Your spouse could have that personality. And then we are like, oh my gosh, it's never enough. Well, it's never, you could do all of the things a hundred percent and it's still not going to be enough. Yeah. I think ones fall into that sometimes because, um, they're perfectionists and all that kind of stuff. So you could do everything. And then if something's slightly off, they're going to like focus on that. And then you're like, I just did all the 99 other things. So that is challenging too. And I think that's why it's good to probably kind of have a little bit of a family meeting saying, what do you really like about the holidays? What are things that you don't like? You know, what, what do you, what, do you wish we were doing and kind of just really consider that to and figure out if you can implement those things because you know you could think you're doing something that's really fun and the kids are like I don't really care or um or you could get rid of something thinking it's not a big deal and then you find out oh they actually really like that and so um I think that's just probably something every year to maybe ask and also ask them do they like doing the same types of things Every year, like we've talked about this, there's some personalities that do not care about traditions and that is okay. They're like, I don't really care. I want to be impulsive. I want to be spontaneous. I want things to look different all the time. And then there's some people who very much value that. They want that. And so I think it's really good to just like always kind of ask that maybe at the beginning of the school year to kind of be like, or whenever you have to start planning, okay, what would you like? for the holidays to look like between Thanksgiving and Christmas and then kind of go from there. And then maybe you make sure you're keeping the things that, you know, at least one of the people like, and then maybe something new, you try that for the person who doesn't care about the traditions as much. And it's like, yeah, I want to try this. And so then everybody's kind of happy instead of just assuming, okay, so this is what we do all the time. And, you know, hopefully when, you know, you're 25, you look back and go, yeah, I'm so glad we did that. You know, so this is the time to really kind of evaluate are the things that we're doing right now, is this like what everybody's enjoying or are people like dreading this or do they wish they were doing something different? Yeah, completely. Um, I'm going to ask you a question here in a second, but I'm going to give an example first. So this is one of the things I realized last year. Well, there's two things I realized last year. One, I hate building gingerbread houses and I think that they're disgusting because they sit around your house forever. Mm -hmm. And I realized last year, a little late in the season, like, oh my goodness, we haven't done gingerbread houses yet. And my kids were like, okay, yeah, they, <laughs> like they care, could care right? less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so you guys don't like building gingerbread houses? And they're like, well, we like munching on the candy. I'm like, yeah, you just okay. hand them candy. <laughs> so if I just had candy in the house for Christmas, you guys would be fine. Okay. That's easy. Done. Yeah. But then the other thing I realized is I love watching Christmas movies and the rest of my family could care less. Right. And I would always be like, you guys, let's watch a Christmas movie. And then it felt like. Can we please just watch a movie? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. finally, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in my room Mm -hmm. and I'm going to drink my hot cocoa and watch a Christmas movie. And if you guys want to join me, you can. And if you don't want to, I'm cool with that too. Yeah. But I think sometimes coming to like terms with like, it's okay. 
if people don't dig what you're into mm-hmm. and if you don't like what they're doing or whatever, like it's okay to kind of do your own thing or to let some things go just because you can. Yeah, I agree. And I do think that is really important to know that not everyone is going to want to do the same thing and trying to force them is then really going to end up being not a fun memory, you know, so not at all. And we put all that extra work in it. So my question I have for you, Amber, what is your favorite things that you do around the holidays that make you feel like this is Christmas? So we live right outside of Nashville. And so there's Opryland Hotel. That's the hotel that I was saying has a new water park and stuff like that. So um, it's like a huge atrium type of hotel. Like it's humongous. And so it's very tropical feeling in there, which is nice when it's cold that you can go in, you kind of feel like you're on vacation, but they have everything decorated. So, I mean, there's like huge ornaments hanging from the ceiling, you know, there's um, Santa, there's all these things. There's just fun, like there's an ice skating rinks, you know, in the downstairs. There's just a lot of things and you can walk around and it's not super expensive too, because you can opt to not do like the extras and still feel like, you know, this is a fun thing to do. And so we really do that every year. And that's just kind of a fun thing for us to be able to be like, hey, you know what, it's getting close to Christmas. And you know, this is festive, and whatnot. Um, And the other thing that I like to do is when it's Thanksgiving, I really just like to think about, you know, really trying to have the girls think about what they are thankful for. And I know that can sound very cliche, like, oh, this is what we're doing. But it is so easy for Thanksgiving to kind of just be thrown into like, oh, it's a day of watching football. It's not in our household because Todd doesn't really care about that. But I do feel like a lot of times people are just like, oh, yeah, like that's what it is. Right. And so um, just trying to be more aware of that. And I'm not saying like this huge like, OK, we're going to make this such a big deal, but really just trying to be like you know, what, what are we grateful for, especially going into Christmas? Because I do think the stress can get to you and then you kind of completely lose all sight of, you know, what we're even celebrating. Oh yeah, completely, completely. So just as much as we want to approach the holidays, like in a good mental space, I think it's important for our kids to do the same thing because let's be honest, our kids, they see all of the other things that the neighbors are doing and the things on TV and the stuff in the store, and they don't have any idea about a budget (laughs) or how much time it takes to do that or anything like that. So if we can kind of hit it head on first by approaching their heart in this situation and kind of guiding that, then maybe we can avoid some of the expectations that they might have on us as moms. Yeah. And we do try to watch um, a Christmas movie, um, the on Christmas Eve usually. Um, but even that has changed that I don't really enforce that it's a Christmas movie because that does get challenging at times that it's like, okay, so these are the choices we have. And then I've even let up on that to just be like, okay, we can just watch whatever kind of family movie if we can't find a Christmas movie. So again, having to adjust that this just may not work out, but let, let's still watch a movie together and have fun and just be together. Yeah, I think that that's great. So let me ask you this question as like kind of a, a last question mm-hmm. that I have for you. So we we're both kind of shared early on that this year has been a little bit stressful for both mm-hmm. of us. It's been a challenging year. And I think a lot of people can kind of relate to that. Maybe not everybody, but everyone has kind of doing their own journey. And so for me, it's important that I kind of reevaluate the way that we're doing the holidays. I want it to be special, but I just don't have a huge capacity. And so for you, when you're done with like 
the holidays. It's like the day after Christmas or you're moving through mm-hmm. New Year's and you're looking back on all of 2020. I know that we'll probably be talking then about just kind of what the year has been like for us, but how do you hope the holiday is different than maybe the rest of the year has been for you? What are you hoping to kind of reflect back upon and, and have your holiday be an experience? I just think like having um, peace, like, you know, not feeling angst or worry or, you know, just thinking back and being like, that was really fun. It was really relaxing. And we had good family time, even if it wasn't spectacular. Um, I just think it's so easy for our lives to be so in fast forward and just busy, 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 busy. And I think that this is a time to be able to slow down. And, um, you know, they have the kids have time off and then Todd has time off. I know that not everybody, depending on their kind of jobs, you know, that they always have Christmas off like doctors and all that kind of stuff. But for our situation, it's kind of a time to slow down, you know, especially as you then go into the new year. And I just would like to look back and go, that was just really nice. You know, it just was good family time. And, you know, it was relaxing and it kind of like recharges you to then start the new year. Yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same for me. I just want it to feel recharging for yeah. all of us, you yeah. know, because as much as I've had a hard year, it's been a, a, a crazy year for everyone in my family. And so for all of us to be able to be together, to be yeah. able to bond and for it to be just life-giving that we're all just like you, you mentioned happy or you mentioned peace. And mm-hmm. I know it's hard to like say, I we I want everyone to be happy because it's such yeah. a weird word, but that's just how I, I want it to be like content. Like, yes. like it's, mm-hmm. there's no stress and we're just together and yeah. we're content. And that's what I mean with peace is because I was saying to not have angst. So to not have that anxiousness and, and just to be okay being still and just enjoying the moment, you know, and, and just really appreciating, you know, where you're at and stuff like that and not feeling like, okay, that sucked or man, that was like so stressful or, oh gosh, can we just be done? You know, I've, I've heard moms say this over the years. I just need to get through Christmas, which Mm -hmm. is really sad because I mean, you're like (laughs) on so many levels. It's so sad. It's so sad because it's saying how stressed you are. And then you're just kind of like trying to fast forward right through a season. And then that just tells me that you have way too much on your plate if you're saying that. And so because you think about that with a deadline, right, with like, say, a work deadline or something, you're like, or or say you're you're redoing your house. Like, oh, man, if we can just get through this construction and we can just have the kitchen done. Yes, you say those kind of things because it's like it's causing like chaos in your life. You're like, oh, can we just get to this? But when you say that, or when you hear someone saying that through Christmas, you're kind of like, whoa, like hold up. Like you're kind of missing like all this fun stuff that could be happening because you must have so much on your plate that you just want to fast forward until the end, which is then kind of sad because if you keep doing that every year, Christmas will be gone when the kids are living with you. Yeah. (laughs) And your life is over. I mean, it's (laughs) such a huge part of your life. And I think Bigger than Christmas, it's a habit that we have over anything that feels stressful, which life is stressful. So then you're, you know, you're pushing through Christmas and you're like, we just need to get to spring. We just need to get through spring. We just need to get through summer. We need school <laughs> get, get, to start get, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know get the what kids I mean? Back in school. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you it's just fast forward everything. Slope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I know that there's so many different resources that are out there that can help all of us as moms to be able to, to, 
quote unquote, get through the holidays. Yeah. They give us, you know, systems and tools and things like that, that, that make it more enjoyable to help us be more organized, to give us all of those inspirations. But I think before we even talk about any of those things, I, going back to what we had said earlier, getting clear on what your intentions are, getting clear on what you want, what your values are, what the values are with your husband and getting on the same page with those things before you start bringing in the who are we buying what gifts for and what's our budget for things and when what day is the tree going up and you know all of those things yeah, right we first need to get our clarity on what our intentions are yeah i agree and i think if you can always just come back to that i think it will help you to not feel so bad if you're not doing all the 500 other things that you might be seeing other moms doing yeah so for the 10,000 things that you are doing, because <laughs> let's face it, no matter how much you simplify it, it's still going to be, unless you just say tapped out, we're not doing it this year, which, you yeah, know, I don't that doesn't fit along with my that. values. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, I know that you have a great, a great tool for, for moms for the holidays. So tell us a little bit about what you have put together. Yeah. So the past couple of years, I've done a gift giving guide for your husband by... A husband. So I had my husband, Todd, put together, you know, some gift ideas. A lot of them you can get on Amazon. I know that guys can be really challenging to buy for. And so um, they range in price from smaller things to bigger things. He's also into music and stuff like that. And so there's fun things on there. And he's a tech guy and, and whatnot. So I update it every year. And so that will be in the show notes if you guys are interested in checking it out. Sometimes you just need a little bit of a help or, you know, they're great stocking stuffer ideas. That's what the the guide is called, stocking stuffers. But there's some items that you could get as gifts because they're a little bit of a higher price item. So yeah, so make sure to look for that. And Jenny, I know that you have a course that you like to talk about with your audience. So why don't you share a little bit more about that with us? Yeah. So before I go into the Holiday Sanity course and the tools that we have in there, I have to say I absolutely love your gift guide. I got it last year for the first time and it was so helpful. And my husband and your husband are not anything like each other. Yeah. And there was a lot of really great ideas in there because sometimes I just am like, uh, I can't think of what I to know. get him. Right. But it was so full of great ideas. So I highly appreciate that you put that together. Thank you. Um, so what we have here at Your Life Rocks, we call it the Holiday Sanity. And it's a course, it's a kit, it's all kinds of great tools and resources just to help you get through the holidays and be sane. So if you're looking for all of those uh, checklists, the things that help keep you organized, looking for tips and inspiration to make things easier, everything from meals to gift planning to all of the things that go into the holidays, then I highly invite you to check that out. You can go to holidaysanity.com to get it, or it's right inside of the app under courses. And if you don't yet have the Your Life Rocks app, you can find it in the iTunes store or in Google, anywhere that you are downloading apps, you just search Your Life Rocks and there's all kinds of great tips and resources in there for you. That sounds awesome. And so all of that, yep, will be in the show notes. So Jenny, I had so much fun doing this dual show with you, and um, I know both of our audiences going to probably at least have a kick out of it listening to us talk. <laughs> it's like an inside glimpse on what we talk about every day on Boxer. <laughs> yeah, we hope that you know we wanted you guys to be able to walk away with you know something from this, but I we realized that you know this wasn't like you know A B C and D and do this and your life is amazing, but really we just wanted you guys to be able to eavesdrop into a conversation um, between friends. And sometimes you just need to hear other people talking about that to let you know that you're okay doing what you're doing and stuff like that. And really just to not 
you know, we don't want people to feel alone. And sometimes if you're with a group that are doing a lot of things and you're not, it's easy to feel that way. So that's why we really wanted to just have this show for you guys. It's definitely a more casual show than we normally do, but we hope that it blesses you guys in some way, um, just because sometimes you just need to hear from other moms. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, friend. Yes. Thank you. All right. And we'll probably have another show at some point down the road. So I'm excited to do that at some point, but you guys have a great holiday and Christmas and make sure you figure out what your priorities are and feel okay with dropping the others. And there you go. I hope that you enjoyed being part of a conversation that Amber and I had together. You know, one of the things I often hear from working moms is how in the world do you find and foster relationships with other women? Because, you know, time is short and we have a lot of other priorities on our plate. A little fun fact about Amber and myself, we have never met in person. We actually met online when I approached her to be a guest on her podcast. And now we've been friends for a few years. We probably talk to each other almost every single day using technology like an app called Voxer. It doesn't have to be anything huge or complex or difficult to add in enrichment of friendship into your life. And I hope that my relationship with Amber inspires you to find other relationships just like her. Now, one little piece that I think is a huge secret to how Amber and I became such great friends is I was praying for her. I didn't know who I was praying for, but I was praying for God to bring me someone that I could have a close relationship with who got me and got what I was going through in my life. Because I have a lot of friends who are not moms or they're not career women, they're not ambitious in that way, or I have friends that aren't Christians. And I just really wanted someone who could check all of the boxes and be that person for me because I can't manage all these different relationships. And in walks an answered prayer called Amber Sandberg. So I just encourage you that if you're looking for relationships like that in your life, that you start it with prayer as we start with everything in our life with prayer, but truly having God bless that relationship in advance is amazing. And I hope that you pop on over to the Mom Inspired Show and you subscribe to her show as well. She's got amazing guests on there covering amazing topics, and it's all about helping women to live an inspired life. Very similar to what we do here at Redefining Balance. Oh, and don't forget to go and get your free course, Holiday Sanity, inside of the Your Life Rocks app. Now, you can also get it by going to HolidaySanity.com. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. And until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.